are live. Hello, we're a little bit late. We're relying on Baker Wi-Fi, but welcome to shooting the shit. We haven't done one of these for a while, girls, have we? Because we we missed we missed two weeks ago because Hannah and I were having a familial crisis, um, and then so we're we're back. Familial, so we're we're like we've been I think we had about four weeks off, haven't we? So it's very yeah. good to be back talking today we've 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 pushed aside the subject that we did have planned we were going to talk about the international day about uh transphobia and ho against sorry transphobia homophobia all the rest of it we we're going to talk about <laughs> diversity in the workplace we will still talk about that we've just rescheduled it to a later date uh, but today we are here so that we can have a little bit of a rant about what is going on with abortion rights around the world because quite frankly it's appalling and everybody is very cross and i'm so cross i am banging my fist on the table that's how cross I am. This abortion situation is horrendous. So, yeah, so we've, we've pushed aside what we're going to talk about. We've put this in basically so we can all just have a little bit of a rant. Uh, but before we go there, first of all, Hannah Weinold, what's your name? Where would you come from? And tell me a good thing that's happened to you this last week or in the last four weeks. I was going to say this week, uh, I'm Hannah Weinhold. I am from Grow Traffic. And a good thing that's happened to me is uh, I am, uh, uh, oh, I'm playing netball tonight. They've allowed me onto the team as a stand-in, which I'm always very excited about. And I've got new trainers. That's I knew you were going to tell us about your new trainers <laughs> and, and tell us about what your new trainers have done because they're not just nice shoesies, are they? They've made your heart work better. They've made your <laughs> arse work better. Like they're the most magical trainers ever, aren't they? What trainers are they? No, they're not. She's being facetious. So I'll tell you. They've got a, they've got a specially designed. Reese's there on Amazon. Like, where get me those fucking trainers? <laughs> Do they still work when I'm sat down all day? I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> like when everyone bought those flip flops, thinking that they'd make their ass look like two peaches, and actually, like, <laughs> no, no, they're just nice. They're just nice new trainers that is going to make my feet feel good and let me run like the wind. Woohoo, marvellous. And Reese, what's your name? Where'd you come from? And have you got trainers that make your ass better? My ass is fantastic, whatever I wear, so I don't yes. care, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's more my knees, my old lady knees. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, I don't have anything good that's happened that I can think of in the last four weeks, to be honest. It's just kind really? of... No, it sounds very good. Yeah. No, you don't even no have like a nice sausage roll or anything. <laughs> I've had a nice sausage. We'll move on. Do you yeah. have a nice sausage now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I have kind of reintroduced myself into the Greg sausage roll, which is both. I wondered where we were going then. Yeah. <laughs> it could have gone anywhere, had I? Um, yeah, so. That's, I, I that's what. That's why they're in my mind, because I had one of the Greg's vegan sausage rolls yesterday for the first time in absolutely ages. And I had forgotten just how bloody amazing a sausage roll is, quite frankly, vegan think, or not. I think I could just roll. live with the pastry rather than like the sausage. I'm not that bothered about <laughs> sausage. I like the pastry. Um, that, well, it was that 
but I've not had one for years and years and because we worked out the calories that were in them many moons ago and we've not touched them since and yeah. uh, I failed it that fast I actually like choked on some of the flaky flaky pastry oh, the flaky pastry <laughs> That's like, okay. you inhale it I inhaled it like right that says a lot don't it so anyway let's move on well, we were, we were talking the other day. We were talking the other day about how, how our children have essentially been raised on sausage rolls and cartons of juice. So you know they're they're all still alive. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Anyway, moving on. We're here to talk about abortion, uh, and I have a feeling we, we might get a little bit cross. Um, so uh, you know, obviously, unless you've been living under a rock for the last few days, you will be aware of what is going on in America. Now, America has you know a, a long tradition of being a sort of anti-abortion country. So it's not really a surprise, but I think that the fact that, you know, Roe versus Wade, which was the uh, legislation that was set down in 1973, I think, which said that abortion in America should be legal, for the last kind of 50 years, uh, various pieces of legislation and campaigns in various states have chipped away at that fundamental piece of legislative law to the point where it is now really fucking hard if you're a woman in America to get an abortion. And now in the last week, that a, a, a document was leaked from the Supreme Court that basically said they're looking at overturning it entirely and going back to a situation where abortion is illegal. Now, we think, you know, I think as a feminist that over the last kind of 20 years-ish, 30 years-ish, we've made great strides towards abortion being freely available everywhere. But when you actually look at some of the statistics, and I will read you some of the statistics in a minute, um, we really haven't, have we? Do, I mean, just what do you feel? Do you feel like we're going forwards as a, as a, as a world, or do you feel like we're going backwards on abortion? Rish, what do you think? It's... Uh, it's I think I, how do you even put that into words? Do you know what I mean? Because it's so, so terrible that we're even having to have this conversation. You know, like we, we have the privilege of being in the UK and it's not affecting us. Um, but, you know, it's what the whole, you know, point of it, the whole kind of conversation around it is just, you know, horrific, to be honest. And um, so to answer your question, you know, clearly backwards, you know, especially for those, you know, that live in the States, um you know so and i think the biggest thing is that it's it's that because it's you know such a, a prominent country you know in, in all conversations for all things you know i'm not saying that if it was somewhere else it would be okay it's not that it's more that they are front and center of of all all the things all the time um and for something as fundamental as this to to you know having to be discussed i think is yeah, well, that says it all. Anyway. I think it's, it's really interesting what you say there, though, about, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of immune in this country. And and I think it, we we have a bit of complacency in that, in that, that we feel like we are. And I think, you know, like the, we, we did an episode, didn't we, last year where we, we had Minor Hannah's Auntie Jennifer on talking about second wave feminism in the 70s. And I think very much, you know, they fought a lot of these battles and it was like, OK, abortion, legalised, next. Well, you know, what's the next thing? Let's move on. And and I think we, we got a little bit complacent in thinking, OK, okay, we've done that. That's legalised here in 
the UK. You know, let's 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 move on to the next thing. And yet, every time this happens, it opens up that that conversation again, doesn't it? You know, it's not about UK law, but I've noticed on my Facebook feeds, so many people have been talking about this. Most of them positive because I live in a nice little echo chamber these days. But of course, there are some people then commenting, going, "Well, actually, it isn't right." And what if this happens? And what if women are out there murdering babies? And and I do feel like it's really easy for us here in the UK to sit back and go, well, well, we're sort of all right. We sorted that. But actually, we might not be. There's not, you know, how do we know that we're safe? Hannah? Well, yeah. I think um, I think the thing about America and in, our, in this country, in the UK, our news and our society is very American-centric. So I think it's, it's important that we don't get caught up in that and think that that is the world. But what happens in America does impact us so much culturally and in a way politically because of the cultural impact and I think you know we do need to kind of look at what's happening in America but I think the 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 fact that it is so high profile I suppose so jarring is because they position themselves as the land of the free home of the brave you know kind of protectors of freedom and liberty and yet they regulate things like what a woman can do with her body Mm. Um, and it just feels so very one-sided that they are not taking into account the man's like role in this into account the health of the woman it's just you know the kind of life of the fetus and it's just one voice that's giving this argument and and you know if we look at the supreme court who are who have the possibility to overturn roe versus wade they are white men essentially mm. and i think the fact that it's so imbalanced and obviously because ruth bader ginsburg um you know oh, so yeah <laughs> yeah um has gone like we all kind of knew this was going to happen so i think that's why it's that's why it's so high profile and why it's so jarring but we have we are going backwards and you know that roe versus wade was put in in the 70s you know it was a case that was won in the 70s and outlawed uh abortion in many states but you know protests um have, have never stopped but the fact that now it's in contention is is enormous we have definitely gone backwards but i think as this and i'm aware now that i'm just soliloquizing but i think <laughs> as, a, as a trend you know kind of western world has gone back towards more conservative values um, and and more extremist views and if we look at kind of france and um, Marie Le Pen and and um, where else is it that they've got a really kind of awful right wing fucking Poland, future. Poland, yeah, yeah. Turkey. You know, there's a lot of England. There's a lot of awful places with some awful right wing governments in power that have got some very fucking right wing beliefs and and rhetoric going on. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the interesting thing there is, you know, Roe versus Wade was, I think, 1973, but that was fought on a constitutional basis because obviously America is very, very wedded to its constitution. Um, and that was fought on that basis. So they weren't necessarily saying, you know, a woman should have a right to an abortion, a woman should have the right to choose what happens to her own body, all the rest of it. Um, that was obviously part of the argument, but it was fundamentally won on the principle that you can't apply a, a constitutional rule 
to differently to women than you can to men. So I, you can't say that men have autonomy over their own bodies and women don't. And that was what it, it, it was successful upon. So, you know, again, we think like, oh, we've made these massive strides and abortion is legal. Actually, that was purely a kind of uh, legal argument that was made at that time that now that's why they're chipping away at it. And, uh, but you're absolutely right. It's this thing of it's, it's white men, again, telling women what they can and can't do with their bodies. We're not saying to men, if you get a woman pregnant, you've got to stay with her you've got to financially support the child you know we, we in theory we say you financially support them but it's not you know let's take 50 percent of their income off them now so make sure it's done you know there are ways that we could do it aren't there so it's it's that it's that chipping away that i think is so dangerous and so insidious because again you, you you don't notice every little change you don't fight mm -hmm. every little legal ramification and then all of a sudden we sit back and 30 40 years later we go oh my god they've they've managed to take it all away from us so yeah yeah and i think when you look at like the map of where of where abortion where there's no restrictions where there's restrictions on it you know it can only be done to, for like to save their physical health or where there's the risk of the woman the vast majority of the world has got restrictions uh on abortion there's only yeah kind so of I I have some stats here on that. Oh, sorry. I shall, oh, sorry. I shall, no, no, that's okay. That's, that's quite, you've led me very nicely into my stats. <laughs> um, so uh, it's in actual fact, 40% of women in the world of childbearing age live in a country where abortion is illegal. So 40% of women of childbearing age don't have access to abortions. Now, if we take all of the pregnancies that happen around the world, um, three out of 10 pregnancies worldwide in total of all pregnancies, whether they were wanted or not, three out of 10 will end in abortion. Six out of 10 unwanted pregnancies will end in abortion. So unplanned pregnancies, for whatever the reason, will end in abortion. So that means that 25 million unsafe abortions are carried out each year. Essentially, you know, abortion get pregnant because they are raped or the condom split or you know they were drunk or, or they were you know abused by their uncle you know a million reasons as to why women fall pregnant and whether or not abortion is there legally if it's not there legally and it's not there safely they will find another way of doing it and that will then be an unsafe backstreet abortion and then that is 10 times more risky than than the risk of childbirth whereas if a you know if a, an abortion is carried out safely and legally it's one of the safest medical procedures that that is available so we can prevent so much i mean let's talk about kind of you know death and medical reasons first on a on the basis of keeping women healthy and alive you know it's worth it isn't it <laughs> It is. I do like there is an argument and I'm I'm curious to see kind of what you guys think about this. Um, there's an argument that kind of when you abort a child on the grounds of disability and um, people that live with disabilities sometimes say or make the argument, well, are you saying that I don't deserve to live? Um, mm -hmm. What do you guys think about that? Race, you want to go there first? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I can't have an opinion on it because I'm not I'm I, I don't have any like insight into it I don't have any experience of it I can't possibly comment you know one way or the other quite frankly you know it's mm. it's it's I'm, I, a discussion to be had but I'm not qualified to have it um you know so I think there's there's 
it, that takes us into a whole different conversation, really. Um, you know, but I think it's, you know, like Rachel said, it's 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 about the abortions are still going to happen. It's about you know the fact whether they're done safely or not. You know, mm. and it's it, to me it comes back to that really, and the fact that there seems to be zero consequence for how they've got to that situation in the first place. You know, for you know. <laughs> takes two people it's as simple as that it takes two people it takes two. yeah I think that the point there you said Rich about you know you're not you're not qualified I think that that's the kind of key point isn't it unless you are the woman in that position it's nobody else's right to say you know it's got nothing to do with anybody else you know having an abortion I, I have had an abortion so I can talk for about this from experience and you making a decision based on what is best for you you at that specific time, nobody else, you're not making a judgment on whether, you know, oh, somebody's deserves to live more than another or this disabled condition is right or it. It's based on the mother and it's whether or not the mother wants a baby at that time, is in a financial position to bring up a baby, has the emotional ability or is in a relationship or whatever to bring up a baby. It has other plans for what they want to do with their life at that time. And it's not for anybody else, you know, it's not for us as women to comment on anybody else's decision as to whether or not they have an abortion there it just as much as it's not the right of any man to comment on whether or not we have the right to have an abortion it's an innately and it has to be absolutely just that one woman's decision at that one time doesn't it we it can't nobody else's opinion can come into play and i think as well it's oftentimes it's not a value judgment on whether or not this this fetus deserves to grow into a, you know, a fully fledged life and have rights. It's not about that. It's about can the mother or does the mother want to give that person a life and, and can they, you know, carry out a decent upbringing for that person and like living, raising, fortunately, I don't know from first-hand experience, but raising children with learning difficulties or disabilities has, has got to put an extra kind of level of uh, impact on your life. Um, and make motherhood. It becomes your life, doesn't it? I mean, uh, depending on how severely or otherwise that you know a child is disabled. But if you do have a very severely disabled child, that is what your life is going to become. And you know, some people are in a position, you know, mentally, emotionally, financially, where they can deal with that. And some women are absolutely fucking not. Some women yeah. might have their own mental health issues, and if they're entire, you know, if the next twenty years of their life has to go on hold so they can care for somebody else, not if they decide that's a lifelong thing well yeah however long and, and you know if they decide at that point i can't do that that's not saying somebody who has that disability should deserves to die you know, shouldn't it, have yeah, yeah it's, it's nothing to do with that it's to do with that one woman's decision on how she wants to or can live a life there's a comment there that said that you know uh, i don't know who it is because uh, your name hasn't come up so apologies but it says that that they wouldn't be here and the kids wouldn't have a mum if they didn't have that choice and that's mm -hmm. it sometimes it comes down to it. it might not be a physical risk to the baby it might not be a physical risk to you it might be a mental risk it might be you saying i'm not in a position at this point in my life to raise a baby and and that's absolutely fine and at that point we should be able to say I don't want to do this we can do it with everything else can't we literally everything else in our lives we can say I don't want to do this now I'm well do this now. we can yeah as western middle class women um yeah. with means and education but I think a lot of women can't and 
And this is almost like the ultimate uh, fucking insult. Like it's your own body. It is your future. And regardless of like, uh, you know, the kind of laws and, and the morality of it, men can walk away from it. And statistically mm -hmm. they do walk away from it, but it's the woman that's kind of left with that impact on her body and her life and even if you give the child up for adoption pregnancy is not easy and it changes your body forever and you know you might not necessarily want that but also i mean let's look at that as a system i mean that's the argument in america let's give the you know give the baby up to a family that wants it more than you do but actually the the care system in america is broken and in most countries yeah it's horrendous you know it's not that your baby's going to go and have this idyllic life with these rich parents who are going to take it to disneyland every year and buy it a bike every you know that's not what happens it's going to go and live in a children's home be moved around from foster care to, you know if they find a nice house Home and, and a, a nice upbringing then then brilliant but but a lot of the time that's not what happens and so we're just we're just putting a, a case you know if we're genuinely going to say abortion is illegal then we've got to as societies put our money where our mouth is and say all right then let's have proper social care and let's have proper children's services and i think as well proper maternity care because i think um, there are lots of places in the world and not just like you know third world countries there are lots of places in the world where having a baby, giving birth, like going into labor is incredibly risky. And, mm -hmm. you know, and especially so for um, like non-white people, it's incredibly risky or poor people like who have the fucking audacity to be poor. Um, mm -hmm. and, and also, let's not forget in America, it costs a fucking fortune to have a baby because there's no bloody health service. So and there's no time off work, no paid, no paid yeah. maternity leave or anything. I, th I think that's. I, I want to. You've touched on another point that I wanted to raise, and that's the sort of diversity issue. So for mm -hmm. you know uh, trans women or, or people who are gender dysphoric, they're not in the body that they believe. You know they might fall pregnant for a multitude of reasons, um, and you then say if you are you know a, a, a you know trans and we're then going to say, all right, well, you're pregnant. Well, no, you've got to have the baby. Now, not only is that a phenomenal mental drain on somebody who doesn't believe that they are a woman. And so, you know, going through a pregnancy is ma massively traumatic, but also apparently the, the discrimination that they will then face going through the healthcare service, you know, it is phenomenal. And that can set their own mental health back. It can set the transition back donkey's years. And then again, you've got a child that is being brought into this situation with a parent who is, you know, massively fucked up with no support system and no social services so you know women apparently trans people uh I was, there was a statistic and i can't now remember what it was but trans people face a, a more um poor service and and a, a more uh, badly done too <laughs> putting it mildly uh, but then if you add color into this that mix again, service, actually yes this is very poor yes <laughs> but if you then add color into the mix so you know if they're not white basically that then multiplies um and and the discrimination that they felt feel or, or are subjected to is, is even more you know compounded um and it just makes the whole situation 10 times worse so again you know we've got to think about it. we 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 imagine don't we and and i think this is what you know lawmakers and politicians and stuff have in their head they just have sally the slag who's gone out on a friday night and got herself knocked up and doesn't want to take the consequences because she's irresponsible that's who they picture but actually there's a multitude of people who end up 
pregnant and don't want to be, who are just never even given a voice or considered. Can any can, we, can anybody think of a good argument against abortion? Because I was trying to read, I was reading up on this, and I can't find a single one. A, a good argument against it. Yeah, like a good pro-life argument that they're putting forward. Well, I mean, the, their argument is that you're killing a baby, aren't you? I mean, that's what they say. That once that I mean, fetus has a baby, yeah. That's, that's a very decisive question because that's the whole point of the discussion, right? It's that they, you know, the people are pro-life are going to have, you know, that pro-life and and believe that that's a, a genuine, you know, conversation and, and side to the argument. And I think what, what scientifically it's been rebuked. So uh, you know what is what is a good yeah, argument? Yeah, you can't you can't argue no, science. So this is what I mean. Like, like, there's a million and one ridiculous arguments. Like Roman Catholics, every sperm is sacred. Like, you know, that's not a good argument. Like, that you're killing an, an unborn baby. That's according <laughs> to you. That's that's the whole point of an argument. That's according okay, to you. Yeah. Like, Anybody else that has that opposing view to them, it's a valid argument. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, like I suppose. So then it would claim that all the arguments are valid. But again, it's that this is the problem, isn't it? Because it's such an emotive subject. And this, I mean, it's like all of the sort of culture wars that are going on at the moment that they're around really emotive you know personal things to people and when you actually dig down there's always a reason as to why somebody you know they're not just believe things because they're batshit you know the, there's there will be a genuine reason at the core of it that that as to why they hold that belief and you know as Rish quite rightly says you know to those people that believe life begins at con conception and and that is a sacred life then yeah of course if you believe that have somebody have an abortion is murdering a baby then of course you're going to do everything in your power to stop it aren't you who wants who wants to murder babies even i don't want to murder babies <laughs> I, know. I think you know like even you even <laughs> me <laughs> Oh, murder, murder, Rara. Yeah, go on, Rish. What I was going to say, there's there's two points that have come up in that that you know those conversations there, and I think it's firstly back to what we very first started off in the conversation is that actually the the initial Roe v Wade, you know, was wasn't won um, off the back of it being you know good to, to have that choice it was done because it was essentially a, a legal loophole that someone found and was able to get through and therefore was okay so to me it's like actually it's never been okay it was just the fact that there are some people that have you know identified something that said well no you can't apply it to one and, and apply you know not apply it to the other kind of thing or, or vice versa and mm -hmm. um, I think you know, we, we've touched on it actually in in um, in one of these um, conversations before about even in the UK, you know, that I can't remember the stats off the top of my head, but there are, you know, childbirth, you know, stats for uh, people of colour and things like that. We, we have issues here already. Yeah, uh, we do. In terms yeah. of education, in terms of it being safe, um, you know, or safer, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, in the UK. So I think it's, there's there's so many things to kind of you know unpick or to get involved in or to talk about you know and I think back to the point you know we we look and think okay we're we're okay in the UK but actually we're not you know we we still have a lot of you know conversations and a lot that needs to be done in terms of 
um, you know, putting our bodies first, our health first, you know, all of those kind of things. I think, yeah, it seems like it's okay, but actually this this whole point just brings everything to the forefront, you know, and, and mm. makes you well, actually, you know, back to, you know, again what Rachel said, it's are we okay? And actually it just takes a whole bunch of men to go into a room, decide that something's gonna change and all of a sudden it's gone. And, yeah. and that is the bullshit, you know, isn't it? It's it's like horrendous that that's been allowed to happen. And even if it's like, you know, bit by bit, it's the fact that that's, you know, something's taken away, you know, without anyone realising, quite frankly. And that, that's, that's why I think... The recourse. Yeah, I, that, that's why I think it's so important that we have to keep having these conversations because you're right, it's so easy to think like, oh, our, our mums and our aunties sorted this in the 70s, you know, abortion, sorted, move on. And 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 it's not, it can really easily be taken away from us. But also, you're absolutely right, Rich. you know, there is so much inequality in maternal healthcare in this country. You know, mm-hmm. black women are so much more, I think it, I think it's twice as likely to die. It's a, it's a yeah. phenomenal terrifying statistic, really yeah, yeah, from from giving birth as as white women and and then you know there's so much wrapped up in that so we we absolutely have our own issues and i think if we don't keep discussing um mm. you know women's rights maternal rights all the rest of it, it, it these things will slide and and it can so it can be taken away from us because it, you know america is making massive back steps i think is it is it nigeria there's an african country recently um that have that have taken a massive backward step i think argentina as well massive backward step all of if you go on the Amnesty International website, by the way, there's some great resources about which countries have, have legalised it and which haven't. But th- there's there's more than just America that are going backwards in terms of allowing women rights to to safe and, and free abortions. Uh, so this is this is you know it, we can't just sit there and go we're all right in this country we're fine we sorted it because because we ain't. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. That's it. That's time. And uh, we've, we've, we've really cheered ourselves up there. Go on, Hannah. What are you going to say? <laughs> no, I think that's a really nice point to end. I was just going to say, I wonder if they will replace it with anything. If Because it's only ending abortion. It's only going to end abortion in, in 22 states. Um, yeah. And it, to be fair, it is already not, not on the cards in other states. But I do wonder if they're going to replace it with something. I don't know. I mean, the, the the problem that they've got, as you said, they've they've chipped away at it in quite a few. I mean, Texas has got the the heartbeat law, as they call it. So you know, if you don't find out, if you don't have an abortion before six weeks, you can't have one anyway. Most women not even found out till the six weeks, till a month, six weeks pregnant, do they? So you know, I mean, that's ridiculous. But the the upshot is that you know, if you're if you're white and you're rich and you're well educated, you will find an abortion somewhere and probably a reasonably safe one. But if you are poor or you are a woman of color or you have mental health issues or you're trans you know you haven't got access to that and you're going to find an unhealthy backstreet an unsafe backstreet abortion and and you're going to be dead so they either they either ban it everywhere or you know they're just making it but even though as we've already discussed you can't ban it can you women women will find ways uh, big up to ireland who recently legalized yes yeah there are some some progress being made somewhere there is progress being made and I think it's really important that we remember that as well because yeah you're absolutely right there are some countries that have made massive strides forward uh, in in making abortion illegal and again there was an African country and I really should remember which one it was that have just made it I think Africa Africa, I think it might be imperialist attitude that Rachel I know yes yeah that that, just that small problem one of them 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some people are legalizing it, so it's not all bad. Reach, uh, final word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have one up his now. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> you just put your head in your hands and that's it. <laughs> that's it. I, think I think I'm out on that. On that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hannah, final thought. I think um like let's not let's not let things slip through our fingers on these shows while we're looking at other shows. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. That's like we've got to keep talking about it. We've got to keep and I think one of the things we've got to do is remove the stigma. You know, if if yeah, you have had an abortion, well, yeah. you should be able to talk about that, particularly amongst your girlfriends. But you know, it should be okay. We should be making it okay for this to be a reasonable course of action, like like the morning after pill, like using a condom. You know, yeah. yeah. Let's just talk what, about like it having a miscarriage, like it's yeah, fucking, yeah, absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, and that's it. Brilliant. There we go. Um, thank you very much for those of you who have watched live and left us comments. Um, really, really good to see some of those comments coming up. If you are watching this on uh, uh, catch up, you can still comment. We will still see it. We will still uh, engage with you. If you are listening to this as a podcast, please leave us a review and rate us and tell somebody and all those other things because it helps us as it dead does. Um, and if you are watching this on YouTube, subscribe below, guys. Uh, and leave us a comment as well we will still see it that's it we'll be back in two weeks thank you very much girls Wait. Bye. Bye. Bye.